Hey guys. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Pretty Social Podcast. We're so happy to have you guys back with us once again. And today we are talking about validation. Yes. And uh, this has definitely been something that I had struggled with. I am way better, but we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> so really talking about like seeking validation. Mm-hmm. And really it's just like looking for the approval of others mm-hmm. when it comes to pretty much anything in life like what you do what you think how you live your life it's like we oftentimes find ourselves looking to others or looking to society or looking to social media to find out what do I need to do and now let me do it so that I can be accepted Yeah. yeah and um actually like I said, I've struggled with seeking validation in areas that I should have not mm. seeked validation. Um, but validation at its core, I think, is important. And what I mean by that is, like, we... Let's start off as babies. Mm-hmm. When you are a baby, when you are a child... You need to be validated. Like, you need to yeah. feel that you are loved. You need to feel that you are accepted. You need to feel that the things that you are doing or saying is good. And typically, we do that when we praise our kids. You know, I think about when <laughs> when Nate was little and he'd bring home scribbly pictures. I'd be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> and it's validating him. It's making him feel good. It's making him feel accepted for what he did. So I think that it is important And I think that it is good, but I think the area where we mess up at or where we get lost at is when we are starting to give up a piece of who we are Mm -hmm. for the acceptance of others. Mm, Yeah, that's true. That and and making changes to who you really are, doing things you don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does come from so many different places. (laughs) Um, Just thinking about it, like one thing that I didn't always understand or that would confuse me is I feel like I can understand pretty much where my um, craving for that validation came Mm -hmm. from. But what I didn't always understand was why I would see people, women and men, Mm -hmm. who grew up in a two-parent household with loving parents Mm -hmm. needing validation. I just didn't understand that. So I'm like, well, if I was going to be like this anyway. Right. <laughs> um, but it makes me think about how, like, this. it comes from so many ways and things yeah. that are outside of your parents' control. They for can create sure. the most lovely home in the world for you, and yep. then you go to school and get bullied yep. every day. Yep. Or mm-hmm. you get older, and everybody's in a relationship except for you, and you're like... Yep. You know, and it's just so crazy because it can start at any point in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be a completely secure kid. I've heard kids, people say that, like, I never even knew I had these issues until I was in middle school yeah. or high school. And everybody started telling me I had a huge forehead or, you right. know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you don't even know. And it's just interesting that it, it just can stem from so many different so places. Many. Um, are you able to trace back to around when you started to feel that? Um, of like wanting to seek validation. Mm-hmm. I feel like because I was in a situation where I grew up my entire life in a two parent home. Mm-hmm. I grew up with parents who were extremely loving and poured into us and, you know, did the absolute best they could with what they had to make the best life for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably 
I think it trickled a tiny bit in middle school, but I think it was more full-blown in high school. Mm. Um, I think one of the reasons why was um, kind of like how you mentioned, you know, you could have a loving, thriving um, family life, but then you go to school and you're the outcast. And I feel like for me, I was shy. And um, I spent up until probably seventh grade, eighth grade, I started to kind of grow a little taller. I'm only five. Three. <laughs> She's Maddie's height. <laughs> I'm like five three, but I grew a little taller. I don't know what I was there. Two foot maybe, but <laughs> two foot. Is of like my elementary up until like seventh grade kind of like the chubby quiet fat or not like fat but just chubby like Mm -hmm. quiet kid that no one really wanted to talk to like I really wasn't popular Mm. and um in that I not that I was okay with it but I accepted that's what it was Mm -hmm. and then when I started to uh I guess, hit puberty and change a bit (laughs) and started to, uh, I I never was popular, but maybe started to get attention Mm -hmm. and guys Mm -hmm. actually started liking me. And then I started to feel like, oh wait, am I pretty? Like, am I now not the ugly duckling? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and starting to kind of get into, um, friend groups, nothing big, but still just like I almost started to feel accepted to a degree that I didn't really feel before from peers. Mm -hmm. And it felt good. (laughs) It felt good. It was like, wow, I'm seen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me, it was like I was always poured into at home. So it was like, oh, you guys have to say you love me. Oh, you guys have to say all these good things Ooh, about me. You sound like so, my kids. Oh, <laughs> that no. literally my mindset was like, you have to say I'm pretty. I'm your daughter. You have to say these good things about who I am because I'm your daughter. Like, why would you not? And yeah. obviously, as I've gotten older, I've realized that that is not everyone's situation. Right. They did not have that. So I'm very blessed and very fortunate to have that. And I realized that, no, you really don't have to have yeah. that as a kid. And I was just lucky enough to have that Mm -hmm. but my mindset at that time was not that I really just thought this is what parents do like this is you guys just have to be nice to me Mm -hmm. and so while I wasn't getting that from peers and being young sometimes you you go after that so much like I want to be a part of the popular people I want people to like talk to me and think I'm cool and think I'm pretty and you finally get that and you're like oh And then you start to think, well, what else can I do, you know? Um, And although I was definitely not, like, a wild child at all. I mean, I had my moments of crazy stories in high Mm -hmm. school. But um, in high school is when I really started to change who I was at my core just to fit in. So I would do things that I didn't want to do or be in places that I didn't want to be at because... This is what was fun. Yeah. This is what was considered the cool thing. And I don't want to go back to being the person that no one really wants to hang out with yeah. and to kind of be back in the shadow. So it's like, oh, if I have to sneak out and drink and smoke, I really don't want to. I was extremely paranoid all yeah. the freaking time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would be the paranoid person. Like, my parents are going to find out I'm here. Cops are going to get called. Like, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> but because it was what gave me the acceptance, like, let me go do this. Yeah. 
So I would sense. say high school is when it really hit for me. Yeah, I about definitely you? see that. Yeah, high school. Um, For me, I think first, it's just crazy to me that what you just said about the feeling like your parents are supposed to do it because mm-hmm. personally, it's not something I got. And mm-hmm. so it's something I go overboard with for my yeah. kids. I celebrate everything mm-hmm. they do. And they really are so cute and so smart. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um. And they, Maddie more so will be like, of course you have to, you just have to say that. You guys have to say that. You have to say that. And I'm like, we don't though. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Really don't. Um, so it's just crazy to think about that, you know. Um, but for me, I think it started at a really young age. Yeah. I really think back to like being like four and wow. five. Okay. Um, because I just always felt unaccepted okay. and. I talk about my skin tone a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. being darker skinned. I just, just honestly, I'm not even going to say I felt. I was less preferred back then. Like, Mm -hmm. I, the people, especially back then, there was less, a lot less awareness about colorism and stuff like that. And when I tell you, I got called every name in the book. Mm -hmm. Blackie, that was just my name. I wasn't, you know, I was Blackie. I was Tar Baby. I was Oil Spot. I was all these names of just, I just had to accept it, even up through high school. But I think as I got older, I started like shutting it down, like, you know, it was call me anything. But oh my God. That's just crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. Got called all those names, always got left out, always just felt like the light skinned girls got picked first, mm-hmm. were preferred, they wanted to be friends with. And like, in my mind, I think that even like, Looks didn't just matter to boys. I think they mattered to girls, too, and how they selected their friends sometimes. And so I just wasn't picked. I wasn't Mm -hmm. picked to play with. I remember being by myself all the time in preschool. I was alone. Mm -hmm. I sat by myself. I remember just being the one who would get picked on and made fun of and Mm -hmm. everybody would laugh. Nobody ever really came to my defense. Like, you know, eventually I did start making some friends. I would say probably like first and second grade. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really remember being bullied and like picked on and just having that feeling of feeling so alone. And then Mm -hmm. I would go home and nobody saying I love you. Nobody saying you're beautiful. Nobody Mm -hmm. saying you're pretty. Nobody saying you're smart. Nobody saying anything because my family just never showed affection like that. Um, When I look back, I think of all the other ways that my grandma would show me affection like she was probably the most loving and kindest mm-hmm. person to me and it does warm my heart to this day when I think about how she would just cuddle me or she would just buy my favorite mm-hmm. snacks or she would turn my favorite show she on showed and, it in a yeah way that she different. did the things you know and I I wish I would have felt it more back then yeah um but it just felt like it was coming from nowhere I just honestly a lot of times felt like I was just by myself yeah um I definitely didn't have it from my mom she more so would she would say the negative things Mm. which is crazy because when I went to middle school I mean elementary school I was selected for a really amazing gifted program yeah out of like 10 kids in my entire school Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and like 20 in the city yeah and nobody ever like gave me any sort of praise for that ever I know they felt it I think I think they felt it but they didn't understand the importance of saying those things to me so I always just felt like I wanted to be accepted I wanted someone to like me and it wasn't until I started getting older I was had my little chubby phase Mm -hmm. in middle school 
um, when I got to like ninth grade, my shape started changing. Mm-hmm. I always had a big butt, like mm-hmm. always. They used to call me junk in the trunk as a kid and everything. Even when I was a chubby girl, I always yeah. just had a butt. Um, but as I got older, I started walking to school for the ninth grade every day and I lost a lot of weight, but the mm-hmm. hips and the booty just never left. Yeah. And I remember getting attention from guys mm-hmm. so heavily that I began to need that, you yes. know, attention. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was always the dark skinned girl. I was always the less pretty girl. I was just the girl who got left behind. But the boys, right. they thought I had something. Yeah. <laughs> and even though obviously they wanted to use me, mm-hmm. um, but they would lie to me. Yeah. Um, they would always tell me, oh my God, you're so pretty. You got the best body. You're built like a grown woman. You're this, that, and this, and that. And I fed off of that I needed that to feel important Mm -hmm. and like I would talk to so many guys you Mm -hmm. know because I just constantly needed that and I talked to popular guys. I talked to not popular guys. Mm-hmm. I talked to nerds. I talked to jocks. It's I talked like to whatever the attention could come from. I don't to care. That, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it makes me feel good. And honestly, I can even say that that was so bad to the point where even men who I didn't think was attractive. Just because. It made me yeah. feel good that you think I'm attractive. Like, mm-hmm. I need you to think I'm sexy. Yeah. I need you to think I'm beautiful. Because that's the only source that I really, truly have. Yeah. Um, and I think one other thing that I did, too, to an extent was, and I, I did some deep thinking on this, mm-hmm. is that I always try to attach myself to really pretty girls. Okay. Like, I've always tried yeah. to, because in some kind of way, that made me feel... I don't know. It like maybe, accepted to a degree? Like I'm a part of this or group? Maybe, but I always, I felt like I had something to be proud of about me. Like okay. I'm friends with the girl everybody likes. I'm mm. friends with, oh, oh, you want to talk to my friend? Oh, me and my friend. Like, like maybe I'm cute too or okay. it just made yeah, me yeah. important that I'm friends with someone that you all like. Right. And that was a trend for me. Like I've always wanted to, which is crazy because I don't want to be discriminated against for my looks, but here I am going to choose friends who are really pretty. I remember having a friend who was so dang pretty. She Mm -hmm. was, and I've had many friends that are very pretty, but Mm -hmm. just thinking about her and that was like one of the reasons I love to be around her because guys flock to her. Like Mm -hmm. she was Cuban, black, and white. Mm -hmm. I think her mom was Italian. Her dad was Cuban and black. And she just was so pretty. She had green eyes. She had long curly hair. And she just got so much attention. And I just wanted to be under her. Like, I just wanted to be around her. And guys would try to, you know, they wanted to talk to her through me. And, you know, she would introduce me to guys. And that, you know, was a part of me that validated me. Yeah. Being around her and girls like that validated me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you said, it stems from all different things Mm -hmm. in life. And... Um, some of it can be trauma-based. Some of it can be just situations growing up. And like you said, it can happen at any point in your life. You could be secure for the whole first half of your life and something happens. And now at 40, you're seeking validation because of something. And it happens. I mean, it happens quite often. And we don't talk about that too much. But um, I think at the core, um, because, like I was saying, we're so... Like, we need to feel accepted. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, we are social. We're not meant to be isolated. Mm-hmm. We're not meant to be by ourselves. So when you can find that community of people who you just feel like 
these are my friends. These are like my family. These are people that I can rely on. It feels good. And it also reduces like the sense of, or like the fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No one wants to be rejected at all. And I think that's what oftentimes will spur up of like, I have to do this Mm -hmm. because unfortunately for some people until they find that community if they are going against the grain if they're the quote-unquote oddball outs um they're going to be left out by whatever group they're seeking Mm -hmm. if they're not similar Mm -hmm. so it's like well then now i'm going to take on a different identity that's not mine and pose as if i am this And even in that, so when I was thinking about this um, topic, I think another portion that um, I dealt with, but differently in life. So like um, the validation, like in high school was more so based up. I want to be accepted. I want to be popular. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not this quiet, shy, um, ugly duckling. Like I'm something else. But when I got to like my 20s, my validation turned into like people pleasing. Like I felt good people pleasing. Yeah. I really did. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously it got to a point where it was like too overbearing, mm-hmm. but it felt good because it was like, I would, I would please these people doing these things for them, whatever. And they would always be like, Oh, thank you so much. Oh, you're so great. You're so this. And I'm like, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so I realized like, this is burdensome. Mm-hmm. And why am I breaking my back? Granted, a lot of the things I did was because it's from my heart. Like, I desired it. But there were so many times where I stretched myself out way too thin Mm -hmm. for the purpose of the the feel-good feeling you get when someone's like, oh, thank you so much for doing this because this really helped out and I really need you here. And it's like, oh, you really need me? Mm-hmm. Like, that validation of... It gives of, you a like, sense of importance. Yes. Like, I matter. Like, you actually need me? Mm-hmm. Like, you would have not gotten this done without me? Yeah. It's like, it's like you have... It's like you've gone to another status. And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think about, like... And it's so weird how this works. I don't know. I don't get it. But it happens. Let's say you were to go into the grocery store and the cashier there says, wow, I really love your hairstyle. You're going to feel good. Oh, thank you. Like, cool. Mm -hmm. You go into the grocery store and Beyonce's there and she says, I really love your hairstyle. You're going to probably wear your hairstyle like that every day because Beyonce told you she loved your hairstyle. And it's like... (laughs) Because that person of a different status, that person mm. who in your mind has more importance, has accepted you. Man. And now you're like, oh my gosh, when That's so true. the person who's just everyday average Joe or someone who might be more aligned with who you are says it, but you're like, eh whatever i don't care yeah that reminds me real quick of like how people i've been seeing this post lately a lot is like um like when you post something on your story and you hope a certain person see it and then it goes away and they never see it it's like why did i even post it repost you want to post it again so bad but it's like i've definitely everybody seen it and was like oh that's dope or that you look great it's like yeah but but joe schmo from the south side didn't (laughs) see it i wanted him to see it it. (laughs) (laughs) that's so true but that's 
again, the validation. It's not only yeah, it, but it's not only just seeking the validation from anyone. Mm-hmm. Now you're seeking it from certain people. Ooh. So it's like the popular people, or it's the men, mm-hmm. or for men it's the women, or um, whatever it is. It, it's the certain um, social status. Maybe you're networking. You want to get into a job, so you feel like you only have to be around people who are making two hundred plus thousand dollars because mm-hmm. the person who's making eighty thousand is just. Ugh, whatever type mm-hmm. deal so it comes in so many different forms mm-hmm. um but it all boils down to i just need to feel like i am worthy i just need to feel like i am important i need to yeah. feel like i am somebody yeah. who's just worth being here mm-hmm. and i think that's what a lot of my thoughts were is like the things is like i felt I was lacking mm-hmm. in areas. I felt like I was unworthy in areas. Mm-hmm. I felt like, especially in my 20s, that I wasn't enough or I wasn't at the same pace as everyone else was at. So I have to compensate in other ways mm-hmm. because everyone else is getting married and everyone else is getting bachelor's and master's degree and everyone else is moving mm-hmm. and buying houses. And it's like, I don't feel validated in that because I'm not Mm. there. So I need to compensate in another way to attain, to feel like, wow, Gabby, you're doing something as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, man, and it's so crazy because it's like, everybody needs it, like you said. Mm -hmm. And when you think about that, when you just talk about the example of being married, I've just seen another woman who, I know a lot of people probably just admire her marriage Mm -hmm. all day long and Mm -hmm. want what she has. And she's been making some semi-depressing posts lately. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think about how much I've seen that, though. Like, so many. So many times because the women get married and they just... I don't know if it's not what they thought it was going to be mm-hmm. or if they just don't feel fulfilled. But that's why sometimes when I see single women, I see single women I'm like, it's nothing wrong with wanting to be married. But please enjoy your life. Enjoy Live it. your life. Because there are so many people. There are so many married women who look out at the single women with envy. Mm-hmm. They like, oh, I wish I would have experienced that. Yeah. Oh, I wish I would have had time to do that before I committed myself to a man for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. I never get to do the things single women get to do. They look back and they desire that. So it's like, enjoy it while you can. Not that you have to have a miserable life with your husband either. No, though, because for sure not. Yeah. Thank God for me. I feel like my husband is very accepting mm-hmm. of who I am. Yeah. He gives me the freedom. Not that he have a choice, but... <laughs> Because I'm still going to go over to Gabby's house. Sorry, we're still going to go get tacos and margaritas. (laughs) And and I would come home. There was times where I was coming home at 3 o'clock in the morning. Because we out having drinks, having girl talk, Mm -hmm. just lost in conversation. And he would be at home. He would wait up for me sometimes. Or, you know, he might fall asleep. He might play the game. And no animosity. Mm -hmm. There are so many married women who wouldn't dream of coming home And they don't even have that. Because Mm -hmm. their man is like... Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, okay, so I know we're not going here, but I just have to say this. Real quick. It's okay. And you can say what you need to say. I'm not married, never been married. I don't know. It's been a very long time since I've been in a relationship. I don't know. I get there. There's boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think boundaries are extremely healthy. And I think they're healthy in your own personal life as well as in your relationships. And I don't see I don't see a problem of sitting down with your partner and saying, "Hey, I would really like it if we were both at home around this time, so we mm-hmm. could just spend the night together." Things like that. I don't think there's something wrong. Yeah. But what I think is weird in my mind, and I've heard this a lot, like you said, with women, um, is that 
a lot of women don't have the quote-unquote luxury that a lot of men do. Because I, I hear a lot of mm. men who are married or in long-term relationships who can go out all night long. But their woman does not. And I've been curious. I've asked two, maybe three guys, why not? And they're like, well, because she don't need to be out there that long. Why would she be outside? And I'm thinking, like, are you trying to be her dad? Yeah. It almost feels like you are being parented. Yeah. And... Do you, you not are trust a her? Like, full what? adult. And I can understand if it was a safety concern. Right. If you're like, well, I'm not sure if I want her to be in this position because of a safety concern. But if you're like, she's going over to her friend's house, they're having a girl's night, she can come home at 2 in the morning, that's cool. Yeah. But when it becomes other issues, I kind of feel like you might be a little controlling. And if it's not right for her, then it should not be right for you. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Back to our regular <laughs> Regular program. schedule program. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. It's everything is subject to what you guys discuss for within sure. the relationship because what I'm not about to do is about to be out here at a bar or a party yeah. without my husband there. Right. You know what I mean? In the middle of the night. I'm I'm, I'm a scary person, okay? <laughs> I like to be safe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so if I'm out with my girls, it's probably at a spot that we are very comfortable with or we at one of our houses or something right. like that. But um, back to validation. <laughs> um, it's just that we all need validation. Yeah. So you think that if you're single, you would have that. If I only had a husband and then you get married and now you don't fulfill, you don't feel fulfilled in all the other areas and yeah. you don't get to do the things that the single women get to do. So it's like, you know, we seek that validation in so many places. So many, some people seek it at work. They yes. go over and beyond. They're overachievers yep. at work. That's yep. not me at all. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I don't even want to be here. <laughs> don't talk to me. And I'm, it's so funny because at my job, <laughs> um, my manager just told us that it was about to be like 10 new people joining our team. And she was like, I'm going to be spread a little bit more thin. And all I could think was, yes, I can fade more into the background. I love that so much. I went to our meeting today and my picture went from being like this big to like this big. I'm like, that's hilarious. Don't talk to me. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely not my thing. Yeah. I think my thing was mostly men and okay. friendships. Um, the <laughs> thing about men was it was so deep seated that like um, when I got married yeah. and I gained even more weight, had started having kids, I really kind of lost that validation. And then mm. when me and my husband was going through um what we was going through mm -hmm. he wasn't giving me that like we was going through a lot and yeah. I wasn't getting it from him it was coming from nowhere this is the only thing that makes me feel like I'm worth something yes you know is having guys constantly telling me I'm beautiful constantly telling mm -hmm. me this and that and then you know being and then so when it disappears it you're just like... disappears I'm like yeah and to the point where also it was it's it's unhealthy but this is the the truth of like how deep seated it was. Is mm -hmm. that like is my husband validating me enough? Mm. Do I still crave that mm. attention from other men? Do I still desire that? Do I still need that? Even without the intention of yeah. being you know cheating or you know any infidelity, yeah. but like, do you still want that? Do you still need that? Mm -hmm. um, I do find myself sometimes feeling a sense of pride when somebody tried to talk to For me sure. or something like that I but mean, it's like it's, I, I can get it I can mm -hmm. get it because you're like I'm married so who cares what Joe Schmo says yeah. like I should not care because I'm married and that should be enough for me mm -hmm. but I think too I guess obviously there's a line 
Yeah, for you know, sure. There's a line for sure. But I think the innocence of just being told you look nice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Although, depending on who it's coming from and how often it's coming, can be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, you know? Ooh, for sure. But just a casual going out to the store and someone says, wow, you look really nice. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Especially if you're not getting it the way that you feel like you need it. Yeah. And I think that is, that can be a common problem in relationships. Because I think sometimes in relationships, people get so comfortable mm-hmm. with each other and they feel like, well, I got you. Yeah. And it may not even be like, a purposeful thought like that or a purposeful mm-hmm. feeling like that is, and it's not like it's uh, always a malicious intent, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that we together. Like, you know, I love you. You know, yeah, you're pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think these things, Ugh. but it's like, no, I don't. You need, and, and, and some <laughs> people really need it. Like, some mm-hmm. people, they need the words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to be told this because, you know, depending on whatever. You go out into the world, there's going to be beautiful men and women everywhere. And there's going to be people who find you beautiful. And it's like, I can be secure in our relationship. And I can make me feel like you're not going to go cheat on me. But that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you won't see a whole bunch of beautiful women Mm -hmm. and be talking to your guys about how, dang, she fine, she fine, this, this, and that. And that's cool. But are you coming home to me and ever saying that yeah, to me? Is it yeah. like far and few? Are you ever telling me you love me? Or are you just expecting that I know these things? Yeah. And I think that's the importance because when you don't get that, you could start thriving off the other people who are saying that to you. Yeah, because it's internal. And that's why mm-hmm. like we have to figure out how to get that validation from within because mm-hmm. I think that like that example that I use with being married, I think that... If I have that from within, whatever my husband gives me, I obviously need and want that, but it's a bonus. I'm not still at a deficit. Mm-hmm. Or if something, if there's a rough patch, I'm not at a deficit. Yes. And um, little story time moment mm-hmm. of transparency. There was a time in our marriage where I started getting a lot of attention mm-hmm. from this guy. And I literally like, there's no way yeah. he is attracted to me at all this is the guy who i've heard other women refer to as fine and Mm -hmm. all this and that i really wasn't trying to look at him like that because i know you know but he um we built a friendship Mm -hmm. at least i'm telling myself that's what's happening right we're building a friendship i am married and he you know we're talking Mm -hmm. a lot we have something in common we both are writers he Mm -hmm. was an author Mm -hmm. um he already had a couple books that he had published and it was a goal (laughs) yeah For sure. He was trifling. Trifling. I didn't notice that Tri- yet, though. Ugh. Ugh. Despicable. I literally just got shivered <laughs> down my spine. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, he was, yeah. But at the time, I didn't know him. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I didn't know him that well. Yeah. Um, we just kind of met him and his yes. wife. Like, you know, he telling me, we talking about books. And we're mm-hmm. having conversations. And the conversations are getting more frequent. And now I'm hearing about his marital issues. And mm-hmm. I'm finding myself good. It's just stuff that was inappropriate that, you know, you don't pay attention to. Because you're, you're truly it's... just thinking, this is not my intent. Truly. Truly. But mm-hmm. a little bit of, is he the only way? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. And then you just act like you don't notice it because you yeah. don't want to stop the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little bit of me 
ignoring things like why are you wanting to talk to me so often you know why are you hitting me up why are you talking to me about your marital issues um and it was a little bit of denial you know on my part of like things getting a little bit too inappropriate Mm -hmm. and eventually he's just flat out said (laughs) well you know i we couldn't pretend anymore that it was just him not being inappropriate because he flat out said something that was inappropriate I, i told my husband and that was the end of that right but i think that because of me never fully addressing my insecurities and needing that validation, I had this like, there's no way he's attracted yeah. to me. Like, there's no way. And mm-hmm. I and I feel like maybe if I had that, which now, now. <laughs> Don't try that. I wish Don't a man would. Here. It infuriates me to think yeah. about now. When I think about that, and I'm like, if I would have opened that door, mm-hmm. you would have wanted to come in Use me, destroy my marriage and my family, and then go on to the next one, you mm-hmm. devil. Jesus. And it's like... <laughs> Jesus. The transition. You devil. Because what does the devil do? He come to steal, kill, and destroy. And I feel like he wanted to come in and get what he wanted, which would have left my marriage in pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, would have just destroyed me. And now that's how what I see. When I see these men, I'm like, you just want to come and bring turmoil and, and chaos. that person in particular... <clears throat> After finding more more about them, that is was kind of their mo. It was that was their thing they did. Yeah, they and it went and me. did whatever they wanted to do. Went back to their wife and then did the next thing to the next person. Yeah, and did whatever they wanted to do and mm-hmm. come back. And it was just like that was what they, they did. They did and and has no care. And I'm like, I thank God that I wasn't at that low of a place where mm-hmm. I would have gone anywhere. But. I definitely, you know, I, nowadays when I look that I, I almost thank God that that happened because it taught me to keep my guard up yeah, and it just yeah. taught me to recognize like how somebody can literally come into your life and <gasps> use you and destroy everything <gasps> you have. Jeez, Jesus. Man, get up on me. Yeah. So I, you know, that's why it's so important, you know, and now, like I said, now I feel that now I don't care if. Not another man on this planet thinks I'm beautiful. I don't care. Yeah. I feel like I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think my husband thinks I'm, I know my husband thinks I'm beautiful. Yeah. And I don't think that he's the only man on earth who would think I'm beautiful. But I don't care anymore. Yeah. I legit don't care. And it feels like the most freeing thing mm-hmm. in the world to not need that, to not want mm-hmm. that, and to not care about that. Yeah. I don't care if another man in the world ever looked at me and did a double take or anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And it just took time of learning to... I had to love myself, mm-hmm. truly, because it didn't matter how much my husband loved me. It just didn't. It yeah. didn't. And yeah. so I learned to look in the mirror and love what I seen yeah. and think that what I saw was beautiful. Yep. And now it's like, you can't tell me I'm ugly. Right. <laughs> you right. can't tell me I see it myself. So whatever you think, you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. So it doesn't matter to me anymore. But it took a lot of self-work to no sure. longer needing that validation. It takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just come overnight. And seeking validation, it can be dangerous for many things. But how you mentioned like, some can come in and just ruin your whole life. Like that, that is one of the dangers of seeking validation because you are so desperate for that person's um, attention, for that person's approval, for that person's acceptance that you will, you will let down your guard. You will 
kind of contradict your morals and values. You will ignore the red flags. Like, you will Mm. do everything you can to gain that validation from that person because there's something in you that says, oh, but they they like me. Mm-hmm. They they want me. They need and me. And that they is see. so much bigger and more important than all the other Anything stuff. Anything else. And it's like... <laughs> you just get blind. <laughs> you get blind and you can find yourself in a toxic cycle. So, like, talking about, like, relationships. How we said how, like, that man... We found out it was just his thing. That's what he does. And thinking about how many other women that he was involved in in this situation, how many of those women could have been in the same position as you of like, hey, like, I maybe I'm vulnerable. Maybe I'm in a position where, like, this has caught me off guard and I, you know, like this feeling, but I know it's also, like, not right. And yeah. it's like, that is a struggle. Mm. That is a struggle to fight against because, you know, I I was in a position um, similar and I felt like this person is the only one. Like, this is the only one almost to the point of, like, who could like me like that. Like, it it was, like, when I I think (laughs) about it, I'm like, what were you thinking? Mm -hmm. But... Um, when you're seeking validation, oftentimes you talked about like the uh, low self worth, like mm-hmm. you don't really have that self worth, but like also like that's that low self esteem. Like a lot of times when you're seeking validation, you have those other issues going on. You have the low self esteem. Um, you may have some trauma in your life, so when you you almost att- you attach yourself to that person, mm-hmm. and when it's good, it's good, and it feels good, mm-hmm. and that's what you hold on to. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly holding on to something because it's made you feel good in a moment, but in the long run, mm. it's tearing you down. Ooh. And in the long That's run, sound like you're giving... with a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> How do you get that out? <laughs> I love these little, like, ad-libs of yours. Like, the devil, the narcissist. <laughs> That's what the title's going to be, the devil, the narcissist. <laughs> Pretty devilish narcissist. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? I thought you said it was going to be about validation. Right. <laughs> Where is this going? Um, but then when you're in the midst of that validation and that constant grind for trying to seek it out, you at least in my situation, you become so empty and it's almost like it's draining mm. and you're constantly chasing after this thing that is almost like unattainable Ooh. because it's not what's meant for you. Ooh. And for me, that caused an increase in anxiety and depression. Like mm. it increased like mental health issues in me because it was like, I'm not getting that validation from you or on the other side. Now I feel rejection from the person that I want to validate. Ooh. And Jesus. That is a double negative. I got goosebumps (laughs) when I said that because that is such a terrible feeling. And that's why you should not, um, for many reasons, that's why you should not seek validation that deeply from something or someone. Because when you feel rejection, then 
you feel like you're really nothing. Like I've talked about before, I felt like I was nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, especially if you feel like that's the only person who yes, can love you like this, exactly. and they're not. And they're and then they're not, and they're like, no, psych. And it's like, oh, I, I am really trash. I can't remember how many times I was like, I'm really just trash. So it's like that is a danger mm-hmm. because you're stressed out trying to be or do or whatever you can to hold on to this and then it doesn't work so now you're anxious and depressed and it can for some people ruin them Mm -hmm, it can ruin a person it's like you have to like you were saying find it for yourself find it for yourself you have to find out how and it's not easy and it takes time and it takes therapy and it takes prayer and it takes work but you have to find out what do i love about myself yeah what is good about me where where is my worth? What do I how do I want to identify as yeah. myself? Not like what people are telling me what to do with my life or how people think I should be or what they think I should do. What is it that God has placed on my heart? Yeah. Yeah. I think that the the first thing that comes to mind is Kanye's song, No One Man Should Have All That uh, Power. Mm-hmm. And it is so true because we have to be careful who we give those powers yeah. to. Have they earned them? Right. Um, and when you were talking, I couldn't help but think about narcissism. I've been mm-hmm. following this lady on TikTok for a long time. She left a relationship for a 10-year relationship where she suffered narcissistic abuse. Mm-hmm. And I just love seeing her in this happy, healthy, loving relationship yeah. and spending all her days teaching women how to identify it. But mm-hmm. she talks a lot about how a narcissist in the beginning they love bomb you mm. they give you everything they tell you you're the one you're everything da, 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 and you love that so much and then they take it away ah. and then though they give you bits and pieces to hold yeah. on to and because you haven't gotten that whole thing you're just happy with the little bit of pieces right. that you get you just accept what you, you remember can get. what that feeling was in the beginning when you were bombarded with all of it yeah. and now you're like okay I can get it I you'll just get take it the crumbs yeah. now you, you're, you're settling for crumbs Jesus. you're excited with the crumbs because Ooh. it's a glimpse of potentially and they never plan on giving you the whole local yeah, bread again especially when you're a narcissist they're not it's, nope. it's that power yeah. it's the power that they have to because that's what narcissists do to control and manipulate mm-hmm. so it's like oh I can keep them in my corner mm-hmm. if I give them just a little bit of this. Yeah. But I ain't giving them all yep. of it. Until they sense that you're slipping away or you're leaving and they get scared and now they got to step it up. You know what I mean? When but it's not it's genuine. Back and forth. Back and, and forth. Yep, and they pull you back in because you're like, okay, now I'm getting back the person but it's just temporary you know and it is they push and pull they push and pull so yeah it's just about knowing who to give that power to Mm -hmm. um i i depend i i do depend on my husband's validation i do Mm -hmm. depend on you know um you know him making me feel good making me feel beautiful making me feel feel smart making me feel important Mm -hmm. um i i allow him to have that power because i trust him for sure you know i trust um you with um our friendship, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I trust you not to do something weird one day mm-hmm. that, you know, that I'm, like, questioning, but I'm, like, okay, you know, yeah. or I would take that power. I'll be, like, oh, I don't fool her like that. Right. That's my associate, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. those type of things. You have to be careful mm-hmm. because, like you said, it's something we all need. We do. and it's, We all need it. Um, the thing about validation is, again, going back to there are dangers, and it depends on who you're giving that power to. Um, there are, there is a need for it though. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. a need for going back to children. Children need that. I will they forever do. 
give my, obviously not in, I won't validate him and the things that he's wrong in, but I'm always going to praise him and pour into him and, and tell him he's doing all these great things and accept him for who he is because he needs that. I'm his mother and I feel like as his mother, I need to give him that even if he doesn't feel like he needs He's going to need it from you forever. Right. And same thing, which I, I fully agree with like spouses and partnerships is like, you need to know these things. Mm-hmm. It's not that um, if you up and left me or if, like, my son went off and had moved away and had kids and got married and stuff, had his own life, that I'm like, oh, now I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah. It sucks in those moments, but you just relearn because yeah. you still know your own worth and your own identity, and that's another issue. Now, we talked about this before, and I think about this oftentimes with mothers more than mm-hmm. fathers, but oftentimes mothers can feel very validated in that um, they have kids, mm-hmm. and that becomes their whole life. Their whole life is, yeah. this is my identity. Oh, is yeah, I am this as a mom Yes, now. and that's all. It's like they almost lose everything It's a else. personality trait now. And like. Yes, and that's all they are now. So then when their kids get older and they go live their own life, they lose completely who they are yeah. because they no longer have that um, constant approval that you typically get from kids. I mean, obviously your kids get older and they're like, eh, blah, 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 blah. but your kids need you. Mm-hmm. So there's a good feeling of like, my kids need me. Yeah. And I, I thrive off of that. And then you don't get that. And you're like, well, who the heck am I? Yeah. And it's like, I have been in that position where I've had issues with my identity or who I am versus mm-hmm. who I'm portraying to be. And that for me was probably the biggest of all the dangers mm-hmm. was because I was really like unhappy. I was really just um, miserable. Mm-hmm. I could go out and like I'm having fun because obviously you want to be accepted. If You yeah. don't want to be sitting there looking angry when you're at a party. <laughs> but um, I really just was miserable in that moment because I'm like, this is not me. It's not me. It's not what I want. And I just really want people to take the time and you're going to have to unpack some things in this, but really take the time to figure out who you are. Yeah. Who are you? Do some self-evaluations. There are going to be some negative things that come up. We all have it, but you know it, and you figure out how to work that out. But when you find out who you really are and what you really want out of life, then it boosts your confidence, and you don't feel like you need someone to tell you this is who you are. This yeah. is what you need to do. This is how you need to talk. This is how you mm-hmm. need to dress. It's like, that's not what I feel in my heart. Mm. I know who I am. And this Ooh. is what I am. Yeah. And it just makes me think about like, the. I don't know why the first example that comes to my mind is like people lying saying they're related to LeBron James. <laughs> um, and it made me think about my example of like wanting to be friends with popular or pretty girls. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody a long time ago t- told me that they learned in psychology that we feel like if we associate ourselves with um, people of high status, it, it makes us of a, some sort of importance. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. I feel like we all know somebody who's lied about being related to a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I used to go to school with a girl who always said Holly Berry was her aunt. We always thought she was lying. She might not have been, because I think she is Holly from Berry's Cleveland. from Cleveland, so. <laughs> <She's> from Cleveland. <laughs> she might have been might telling be. the truth. I can kind of see it now, actually. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, it just made me think about, like, how 
you become a little bit inauthentic. Like, when you're trying to get that validation, Mm -hmm. now you just... And people can see it. it. Like, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. It's like, people can feel it coming off of you. They can Mm -hmm. feel... And it is a repellent. Honestly, in some circles, you doing too much to try Mm -hmm. and fit in or look a certain way, it repels people because they can see that you're not being your real genuine self. Or they... They can see you butt kissing. Mm-hmm. They can see you, you know, saying whatever everybody else is saying, trying yeah. to do what everybody else is doing. Like, and it just comes off inauthentic. It's just yeah. like, you know, you see, like, you see, like, people being flashy. Like, uh, I know you say yes. that's a turn off for you, turn like that off. flashiness. So a dude may be in front of you, like, yeah, I got money. Look at my car. And you just like, ew. And he, no, because you. you out here trying to get validation <laughs> off the things that yeah. nobody actually cares about. So right. it's just better to find the comfortability in yourself. Yes. Be yourself. And and I say all the time that phrase, be yourself, sometimes is 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 easier said than done. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we don't be knowing who we are. That's why I said you got to <laughs> evaluate. Yeah. You have to really look at yourself. And it takes a while. I know I mentioned uh probably been quite a few episodes ago. I feel like it was in the summertime. But I started a list of just all these, like, personal questions of, like, things about me that I would have never asked myself this stuff. But I'm like, wow, this is really thought-provoking because I I would have never even thought about this. Mm -hmm. I would have never thought if I like this or what I don't like this or this, this, and that. And it's like, to when you do those type of exercises you really learn a lot about who you are that you would have never known if you didn't go to explore it. So, of course, if you're not taking time to know yourself, and it takes time to know yourself, you're... It's a life journey yeah. and you change yeah. or you should change, you know, and grow and improve. And it just helps... I feel like it just helps you to be more fulfilled, more whole, more at peace mm-hmm. when it comes to your life. Yeah. Because you're now... You're now in control of your life versus allowing others to control your life. And really, for me, I say it almost all the time, prayer and therapy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Prayer and therapy got me through a lot. Prayerapy. Yeah, there you go. Um, For me, that's how I was able to, like, I always prayed through the situations, um, but I very rarely knew what steps to take after the prayer, like the actionable steps Mm -hmm. to also help. Mm -hmm. Because you can pray, 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 and I believe that God answers prayers. But a lot of times you need those actionable steps, those works to go along, just to kind of help push you through. Yeah. And it was like when I added therapy to that it was like oh now i'm learning mm. how i can cope with these oh now yeah. i'm learning why i was this where why i thought this where how i fell into this situation and how i can learn to love myself or learn to find my worth and learn that i don't have to people please and things like that yeah that is uh, i absolutely love that don't steal the phrase prayer p because that's, that's ours. Awesome t-shirts now. I was like, ooh, that's genius. Yeah, that's actually, um, <laughs> like, we're going to go and trademark that, like, ASAP. ASAP. <laughs> Before this episode Before it's out. over. So, don't, yeah, we already got don't a trademark. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that, I, same, you yeah. know, prayer and therapy. And it's, like, just one of the biggest things, and I think it also comes with age, mm-hmm. um, wisdom, um, for me, it's just realizing that, like, literally nobody's perfect. Yeah. 
You think about the person who you looked up to for so long and you thought they had it all together. They never had it all together. Never. You know what I mean? They <laughs> literally never, not even close. Um, <laughs> they have it all together. I can literally think of people in my mind who I used to look up to, yeah. envy, want to be like. And I'm like, I would not trade places with them today for anything in this world. And yeah. this may not be that they're just doing horribly in life because that's mm-hmm. not the case. But it's just that I love my situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the biggest things was just realizing that literally we are all out here just trying to figure it out. Nobody yeah. has it all together. So why would I let you, another human being who has mm-hmm. no clue what they're doing in life, just trying to figure it out, have me feeling crazy. Right. You know, about anything, about what I wear, about what I watch, about anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm willing to learn, take constructive criticism sure. and things like that. And also that depends on... I don't give that power to anybody as well. I have to Mm -hmm. have some sort of love and respect for you to take those type of things. But I definitely learned that, like, we walk around not dressing the way we want to dress. Not doing the things we want to do because of, oh, someone... Like we talked about on one episode before, people will say something to you and they go to bed that night and they completely forgot they even said it. And we carry it with us for (laughs) years. Forever. Years. Literally things somebody said to me as a little girl Mm -hmm. that I have embedded in my brain that they probably wouldn't even know me if they seen me today. And it's like we have to stop caring so much what people think Mm -hmm. because it just holds you back. And I feel so excited to just, the only regret that I have is getting it at this age. Yeah. I wish I would have had it in my 20s. I try not to beat myself up too much about that, mm-hmm. but I'm like, dang, my 20s are gone. Yeah. And I'm just now getting that excitement to be myself unapologetically, mm-hmm. yeah. which I, that's okay, because it's common. You know, it a lot of us are common. confused and lost in our 20s yes. and just now starting to figure it out. So I just need to be grateful that I got it when I did get yes, it. Yes, because you could be 50 and just oh, yeah. not getting it. Because it is people. There is. But anyway. <laughs> there <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, I'm excited. I feel excited yeah. about my future and mm-hmm. just living my life in a way that makes me happy and brings yeah. me joy yeah that's good so we want to hear about you and your i don't know thoughts on validation yeah. your struggles you with struggle validation with um leave a comment share subscribe yeah. everything's in the description follow our social media accounts um and then i guess we'll see you guys next we'll not, not i guess we will we will, we will see, you. see you guys every monday so i don't want to put any here. type of doubt in your mind we right. will be here next monday yes <laughs> on apple spotify yes. google our episodes do not come out on instagram because that's not a thing you no. can't drop a podcast on instagram <laughs> mondays, mondays. On all streaming platforms all right y'all all right bye, bye.